Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, Episode 2, Seeing the People. I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. I want to open with an excerpt from the poem, I Thank You, God, for Most This Amazing by E.E. Cummings. We will have a future episode dedicated just to him and the marvelous transformation he went through during his life. But for today, we will just focus on these words. Now the ears of my ears awake, and now the eyes of my eyes are opened. When I first read this poem, I was close to nine years old. Books and poetry were my life. I studied words in a way that most people my age didn't really understand. I didn't just want to read what was on the page. I wanted to know why the author chose to say them. I would juggle back and forth between literary works and then the biographies about the writer. I was the same way with my desire to understand scripture. I'll never forget the day I was visiting my grandmother Dottie and she told me I could borrow a couple of books from her collection. She was a member of one of those book a month clubs where you were sent those ornately designed versions of classics. Ah, I loved it. On that particular day, I noticed two navy blue books side by side on the shelf. One was short and wide and the other one was tall and even wider. The short turned out to be Moby Dick and the tall one was a Strong's Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible. When I opened Moby Dick, the words just leapt off the page and lulled me into the story. Call me Ishmael. Some years ago, never mind how long precisely, having little or no money in my purse and nothing particular to interest me on the shore, I thought I would sail about a little and see the watery part of the world. Just, wow. It's also rather remarkable to me that all of that is just two sentences. (laughs) I stuffed Herman Melville into my backpack and I turned to explore the second book. At first, my young mind was so confused at the vast spread of numbers in both Greek and Hebrew words, I thought it was some kind of strange dictionary that was unlike anything I'd ever seen. So I ran the book into Dottie's bedroom and asked what it was. Boy, was I in for a treat. A book that could help me read the Bible in a way that made the words come to life. I have never read my Bible again without that concordance next to me. And I'm glad I got it from my grandmother because the library people would have me on their most overdue book list. (sighs) When I recently reread the poem by E.E. Cummings, it reminded me of something that Jesus said to his disciples in Mark 8, 18. Having eyes do you not see, and having ears do you not hear, and do you not remember? He asked these questions after he had just fed multitudes with a little boy's lunch, but they were stressing over the fact that they currently only had one piece of bread to feed 13 people. Sometimes I really wonder how much patience Jesus truly had to have for those boys. Mark 8 begins with the story of Jesus feeding the multitude. It's such an interesting setup when you realize that this group of people had been with Jesus for three days in a row. They were desperate for his presence, but after three days, I'm sure that any snacks the women had in their purses were long gone. In verse 2, Jesus describes being moved with compassion for the people, and out of that place of empathy was birthed the miracle of food multiplication. 
the Hebrew word I won't even attempt pronouncing that was translated to compassion in that verse is defined as to be moved from the seat of love. How beautiful is that picture? When Jesus talks about being first moved to compassion, I can't help but acknowledge that this wasn't the first time that it happened. Both Matthew and Mark documented these events. Each time, though circumstances vary, the language is almost identical. My favorite telling, though, is in Matthew 14, 13. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. The Hebrew word, of which I will also not attempt pronouncing, that was translated into the word saw here absolutely blows my mind. Its definition is to see with the eyes, to see with the mind, to perceive, to know, to become acquainted with by experience, to experience. So what these stories are trying to tell us is that when Jesus looked at a person, he became that person, meaning he took on everything they were presently and everything they hoped to be in the future. He took on their sickness, their fears, their hopes, their dreams. He embodied them. He wasn't afraid to make it personal. And then, out of that intimate closeness, he was overcome with the compassion of his father and was able to give them what they needed. How many days go by unknowingly, days that we waste just living on autopilot instead of embracing the present as a gift? How many people come across our past that we merely shrug off without taking the time to get to know them in their deep places? Seeing is a sacrifice of our own comfort for the sake of another's miracle. It is painful, it is awkward, it can be downright terrifying, but so worth it. I remember another visit to my grandmother Dottie's when I was around 16. I had just led worship at a pretty large event and I was so excited to show her the recording of the service. We laid on her bed and she held my hand for the entire length of the set. I just wanted her to be proud of me. I'd been singing primarily Southern gospel music my whole life and stepping out into the realm of worship was new and very scary. I wanted her to tell me that I had done a good job and that Jesus had used me. Instead, her comments afterward just shook me to the core and changed me forever. When it ended, I asked, so what did you think? She looked me in the eye and said, oh, little darling, your voice was so strong and you sounded great. The songs were a bit too repetitive for my taste, but the band was good. I just hate that the people missed out on being seen. What do you mean missed out? I asked. She took my face in her hands and she said, you never opened your eyes, not once. How do you expect to see the people with the eyes of Jesus if your eyes are always closed? How can you know what they need for you to pull down from glory if you never look at them? To this day, I have to consciously remind myself not to keep my eyes closed when I sing, literally and spiritually. I wonder what would happen if we allowed spirit to open our eyes to see and our hearts to be moved with pure compassion. Perhaps then we could actually see the sick healed and the dead raised. Maybe it really is that simple. 
If you are in a similar place, learning how to open your eyes to see the way that Jesus did, why don't we take a moment to pray this prayer together? Divine Creator, you sent your Son Jesus to earth to show us the way, the way to see, the way to love, the way to empathize. Meet me in my frailties and expand the horizon of my vision. Give me the eyes of your Son Jesus, eyes that are open to see as you see and are moved as you are moved, eyes that see behind the masks and into souls. Give me a heart that is moved by what I see and the authority to call down change from heaven. Teach me truly how to walk in the footsteps of Jesus and to be an instrument of breakthrough in his name. Let me embody the heart of Christ so much so that when people look in my eyes, they see the eyes of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will leave you with this quote from Albert Camus. I have no idea what's awaiting me or what will happen when this all ends. For the moment, I know this. There are sick people and they need curing. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash Destiny Makes Music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.